In chapter one of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, Conrad sets up a frame narrative in order to recount his own experience of first fascination and excitement, then regret and guilt, to bitterness and hatefulness of others and himself during his descent into darkness. Conrad uses contrasting moods to shift the direction of the story and uses such moods of the rhetoric to foreshadow and symbolize the darkness to come on Charlie Marlowe's cell down the suggested Congo River. The novel starts with the narrator as someone who was on the shift with Charlie Marlowe on the way out of London, sailing on the Thames River. The Thames River is given a great tribute for carrying many of the great conquerors, explorers, and knights of England out into the wealth of the world. Among these is Sir Francis Drake, who founded the first colony in America, Roanoke, which later was deserted, which can tell of some of the foreshadowing, just having the example of Sir Francis Drake, someone who failed in their original mission, it almost bring it brings an on kind of a a foreshadow of danger to the story, which also is added by the mention of the ship, the terror, which was an expedition to the Arctic that failed and the whole entire crew died. Now, it is here that a great transition takes place in the mood of the story. The rhetoric goes from words such as greatness, dreams of men, the nation is proud, to dusk fell on the stream, which the stream was just the mighty Thames, and monstrous town, marked ominously, brooding gloom. Such a transition introduces Marlowe with, and I quote from page five, and this also, said Marlowe suddenly, has been one of the darkest places of the earth. The tribute to the Thames seems to be what the whole of the crew was believing and thinking about the glory of London and the river Whereas Marlowe is thinking about what the Thames has really been. A place where darkness has happened. And this shows Marlowe as a wise man. A man who has seen a many of things. Someone who has seen everything from all sides of the spectrum. From darkness to light. Which is suggested more blatantly further along the passage with the comparison of Buddha and Marlowe 
a symbol of wisdom. With this transition, there has been a shift in narration in which Marlowe now possesses. The smooth entry into a story within a story, a frame narrative. With Marlowe as the narrator, he starts to share his thoughts about what a Roman legion deployed on the Thames River must have felt and his experiences. Marlowe explains that the Roman would first be fascinated with the savagery around him and the mysterious and the mysterious life of the wilderness that stirs in the forest, in the jungles, in the hearts of wild men. Then the Roman would grow regrets and long to escape, guilty and bitter, the powerless disgust, then turn to the surrender, the hate. Although this seems strange in the terms of simply sailing down, a, down the river, what is noted is that the Romans were in the process of conquering the land, the unknown. They would be facing the natives, the disease, the climate, the cold. But Conrad, page 7, states, they were men enough to face the darkness. Such a tale by Marlowe gives the reader an idea of foreshadowing, especially with the knowledge of Conrad's life and his experiences in the Congo. That Charlie Marlowe is Joseph Conrad and that Marlowe is going to tell the tale of his descent of first fascination to guilt, regret, and so on, so on in the Congo. Marlowe suggests this point by discussing that brute force is nothing to boast of as it is the product of the weakness of others, which was the case in the Congo. Marlowe then goes into how such brute force is justified by an unselfish belief in the idea of something you can set up and bow down before and offer a sacrifice to. Basically, Marlowe is stating that men justify themselves and their corrupt action, actions by looking to religion, which reflects the belief of social Darwinism in that day and age, that God had chosen the Aryan race to go out into the world and civilize the savages, that it was their right as the superior race. A dark mood starts to accompany the scene now, as if the ship carrying the sailors and Marlowe are not on the Thames River, but on the river stinks, sticks of the underworld. In Greek mythology, the river that forms a border between the world of the living and the world of death. This is the mood that Conrad establishes as Marlowe starts his tale of his experiences in the Congo. His shift from the world of life and light to the world of death and darkness. (laughs) 
Another such allusion to Greek mythology is reference to when Marlowe's story has taken him to the trading company's office, where he meets in the waiting room two strange women, one fat and the other slim, knitting black wool. These women represent the fates, the group of weaving goddesses who determine the destinies of individuals in Greek mythology. The symbolism of the women knitting black wool can resemble the death that Marlowe is about to face, and perhaps, quite literal, the black wool represents the black people who Marlowe is about to see and their lives that are being destroyed by the company. The text supports that the women symbolize the fates with, she threw at them the same quick glance of unconcerned wisdom. She seemed to know all about them and all about me too. An eerie feeling came over me. She seemed uncanny and fateful. Often far away there I thought of these two guarding the door of darkness, knitting black wool as for a warm pall, one introducing, introducing continuously to the unknown, the other scrutinizing the cheery and foolish faces with unconcerned old eyes. Then Conrad writes in Latin, he says, and pardon me if I break this so bad, Ave, old knitter of black wool, morituri ti salutant, which translates Ave in Latin means hail or farewell, whereas morituri ti salutant is the salute that gladiators would say to emperors before they were to fight each other and to die. It translates to, those who are about to die salute you. Conrad is foreshadowing the death that will be accompanying Marlowe on his journey. All the death that Conrad himself experienced. <laughs>